Welcome to the Golden Experience. My name is Jonathan Golden, and we are going to be visiting branding for your business. Specifically, uh, I have a realtor here, uh, Jennifer Gross. Let's clap it up for Jennifer Gross. Anyway, so here we go. She has, um, when did you come to her? Uh, Uh, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, and Jennifer has been one of the people who has instrumental in me getting my uh, social media up and running, holding me accountable for posting twice a day and being on top of that. Um, And Jennifer Close is like, what, 12 deals a month? (laughs) And she gets no leads from the company. She's straight referral. Uh, So anybody that does that, you ought to be in their office asking questions on how they do that. Welcome, Jennifer Gross. Thank you. I love the Golden Experience name. Well, my last name is Golden, so, you know, Golden, Golden But experience. it, like, stands out. It's like, oh. <laughs> so, um, uh, how did you start in real estate? Just very briefly. We're not going to do a lot with how you started, but uh, I want to get more into the branding. But how did you start in real estate? Um, I actually started, it was uh, my ex-husband who was doing it originally and it kind of got too big for him and you can only do so much with your, without having your license. Right. So, right. um, at the time I was doing restaurant management, working about 85 hours a week. What restaurant were you, were you managing? It? Um, at that point in time, California pizza kitchen. Oh, I know why the food is phenomenal. You should okay. go. Um, so we worked out the logistics on like what I would have to make or what I would have to close in order to make what I was making for the restaurant. And it was like a ridiculous amount of like four rentals a month or something like that. So wow. <laughs> I got I got my license and I hopped ship and I started with Century 21. Excellent. So how did you start branding? What what did you do? Um, what did you learn and how did that how did that benefit you? So branding where I am now or branding when I started? When you started till now. Okay. So when I started, it was kind of like a learn it by yourself. Um, social media really wasn't too big back then on what was going on and it was um my ex-husband so our name was the same correct and I would just go on there and post pictures of like like random houses picture of me (laughs) and (laughs) it worked out pretty well for a while um we had a Facebook nobody really knew about like doing Pinterest or Instagram or Hootsuite or anything like that back then Hootsuite yeah Hootsuite it's actually actually pretty sweet you can set up an account and you can set your posts to be in the future and it will post on your Facebook, your Instagram, and your Twitter. Ooh. Word. That's what I, thank you. <laughs> okay. So, um, but when our split happened, I had to rebrand myself, which um, it was diff- It was difficult. Yeah. You know, rebranding yourself personally, rebranding your real estate. It, it, I've been through it divorce and I had to go through rebranding of yeah. my own personal life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I get like it. Yeah. Rebrand your person as <laughs> yeah, a person. Yeah. Um, so that was a little bit difficult, but I just, I kept plugging away at it and I got so much pushback because people still saw me as that team. Mm-hmm. But um, Jennifer, why do you post five times a day? Why is it? And I'm like, you know what? Forget you. I'm going to do this anyway. And it, it works out to your favor. Like they have to see your face. So when I'm out there, and it doesn't matter, like, what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, I know. I, t- I take a picture with you. <laughs> hey! Like, we're eating pizza. 
You know what I mean? People have to know who you are. Uh-huh. So how is that? How does that help you? I mean, like, so far, so, someone decides to do that. Is your you get is your inbox inundated with, hey, I need help? Oh, uh, yeah. Every just, day. Just from doing that. Just yeah. from being visible is what you're saying. Yeah, just from, like, people, because you have to let them know, like, what you're doing and that you're still doing it. Because if I only post, like, maybe once a week that, hey, I do real estate, at, nobody's going to remember, and then they end up going to somebody else, which, you know, I'm a little sensitive. Even though I'm an Aries, I'm a little sensitive, and it hurts my feelings. <laughs> um, and then you get those calls or those messages, and people are like, oh, my gosh, I wish I would have remembered that you were in real estate, and my house sucks. And I'm like, well, sorry. But <laughs> it does. I get probably five or six Facebook messages a day from different people, uh, whether it's rental or whether it's commercial property or whether it's residential, um, like purchasing, selling, and then I actually get a lot of leads from Instagram. Wow. Yeah, That's people right. who don't have Facebook, who are uh-huh. just tired of, like, the Facebook yeah, drama, and they yeah. only use the Instagram. Uh-huh. I get a lot of leads from there, too. Really? Wow. So just p- being consistent in your mm-hmm. post, and it really doesn't matter necessarily what you post, but... Right. Right. Um, so y- you you are into other things. So I see sometimes that you bring in... Other things that you do, um, I, I know that you've done some modeling and yeah. some other, uh, you bring other things in your life into the post and that, that yeah. kind of, I assume that that would draw people who have in who are interested in that particular thing you're in and also it kind of uh, parlays over to uh, real estate. Oh, you do this? I like that too. Oh, you're a real estate, you're a real estate agent too? Oh, oh okay. So it kind of connects that way. Talk to me a little bit about that. How that um, so, yeah, I do. People love my modeling pictures. <laughs> and I actually have a group of 50 plus women who specifically follow me on Instagram and Facebook just to see my modeling pictures. They like vicariously like live through me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they see it as like I'm all about your self-image and being power- powerful. Like I don't care if you're 50 pounds overweight or 150 pounds overweight or 100 pounds underweight. Like you should love yourself. And so those women follow me, and I and I have a ton of business from them. Um, I get a ton of business from my community work. Mm-hmm. Um, through the pandemic, I would take my granddaughter on walks, and we would um, put little jars of hand sanitizer on people's porches with my mm-hmm. cards. Hey, if you need anything, all you have to do is call me. Um, and I've got a ton of work from that too. Um, and then I do, I'm into criminal justice reform. Talk to me a little bit more about that. How did you get into that and where, where are you at with that? Have you, um, so I have a significant other who is 28 years down on a wrongful conviction. Um, he's been my best friend for ever and a day. And when our relationship decided it was going to turn, take a turn for the best, I started to dig into his, um, his background and what was really going on uh-huh. and found such ridiculous inconsistencies um, and proof that he was wrongfully convicted. Like he did not do what he was convicted of. Um, and so then I started making connections with senators and judges mm-hmm. and the wrongful conviction community and just the conviction community in itself. Um, there's so many interesting people and so many people who need help and they just don't know how to do it or how to get it done or even where to start. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten a lot of, like, leads and referrals from that. Exonerees, um, mm-hmm. even, like, this Friday, unfortunately, I'm going to be gone, but there's a rally in Lansing mm-hmm. for, and there's going to be three, four, four exonerees who are going to be talking who have just been released in the past six months. What's the name of that event so people know if they're oh, interested? Hold on, let me pull it up really quick. It is called the Rally for Michigan Wrongful Convictions, Prison Abuse, and Parole Board Flops. It is Friday, May 14th. 
um, at the Capitol, and they are starting it at 12 p.m., and it's running until 4. So if you want to know the exonerees who are actually talking, uh, Kenneth Nixon, Larry Smith, who is actually a friend of mine, they call him Butter. Uh-huh. He was just released, uh, I want to say he's out seven months now. Then Marvin Cotton, and there's going to be a few others. So they're rallying for the wrongful, wrongful convictions. There's about twelve to 1,800 people that mm-hmm. are wrongly convicted in the state of Michigan right now. So what are some of the other, I know we have the rally in Lansing, what are some of the other things that people can get involved in or learn about who are, are in that in that arena of a wrongful wrongful conviction, they have a loved one or, or over-sentencing, all that kind of stuff, what can they do? Um, so you can get involved with the MJA, I do volunteer work for the MJA, which is the Michigan Justice Advocacy Group. Okay. Um, they do what's called coffee talks with the senators, especially like Senator Jeff Irwin is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, he does a ton of work for people who are in the inside, um, trying to get things through legislation, mm-hmm. good time bills going through. So the MJA is super awesome to reach out to and they can put you, I mean, you can even volunteer for them and you can make the huge connections that you need to make. Um, you know, just realistically getting on social media and in the, the prison wife groups or the family groups, um, you'll learn a ton about what needs to be done, what can be done and how the laws are changing because there are so many things that were happening back in like the ni- the 80s, the 90s, and the two th- early 2000s that were absolutely 100% against the law. Mm-hmm. Um, and people don't realize like there are things that you may overlook in your loved one's case that's huge uh-huh. that could get them out. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like evidence and people who are processing it. And um, there is what's called a Brady List now that's out. Uh-huh. And it comes out twice a year. Kim Worthy, is, for Wayne County, Kim Worthy does it. Um, and it is a list of police officers who are no longer allowed to testify on the stand because they've either been um, fired mm-hmm. or they uh, have been found to do criminal activity. So if any of those officers are on the loved one's case, it needs to be reexamined. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and right now I want to say there's like 62 officers that are on there. Now, so you can find that list where? You can Google it. Oh, okay. Or they the can Brady contact list. me. I'll be more than happy to send it to them. Okay, the Brady list. All right, wow. So that's good information if you have uh, a loved one that's in that similar situation. Um, wow, the Brady list. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know there was a Brady list. Mm-hmm. I think when I hear Brady, I think of Tom Brady. Yeah, or like the old school TV show. Right, Brady Bunch. <laughs> the Brady Bunch. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's it's crazy, and I mean, there's a lot of it is the DPD, so the Detroit Police Department. Um, but there's people from like Camp Tramick and uh-huh. Hazel Park, and I mean, it's it's real, it's all over the place, and um, people don't know about it. So unless your your face is right in that the conviction community. Mm-hmm. You really don't hear about it because they don't promote it. They're not going to tell you. Um, Because if your loved one is exonerated, so like Rob is 28 years down, when his exoneration comes through, the state signed into law that he has to be paid $50,000 a year for every year that he was wrongly convicted. Wow. As of now, because of all of the exonerees that have been released and that there's been 13 in 12 months, Uh the state needs to come up with $7 million dollars to pay these guys because they have to, mm-hmm. or um, the city's going to go into debt. Wow. Yeah. Information. Information station. Information. Um, 
Uh, so and, and so this this is your passion, um, something you want to do, um, something you're doing. Excuse me. So and and the point is, and I believe you told me, find something you're interested in, something you like personally, and put it out there. Um, you put it out there because you're passionate about it first, but it also just it you know it's collateral into real estate and into your brand or whatever. It people automatically, oh, I, Jennifer's in the criminal justice reform. I know her. I like her. Uh, and when somebody needs a house, oh, I know Jennifer. It, it's it, they think of the two the two things at one at one time, and it's not you know she you doesn't you know you don't do the whole criminal justice thing for real estate. It's just it happens to be an effect of right. you being a real estate agent. You do it because you're passionate about it, um, and that's one of the things you told me. Find something you're passionate about and push it, uh-huh. and you'll get and people are. You create discussion and all that. You meet people, and then when people think of a house because you happen to be a realtor or happen to be whatever you are, they'll think of you too. Too. So um, that was one of the things that that was the, one of the biggest takeaways I I took away I, I got from um, just listening to you and talking to you. Um, I want to switch gears on this though. Okay. And talk about something very serious. Okay. Um, you mentioned to me about the corona. We're in a pandemic. Coronavirus. Um, what happened in the prisons up north? If you can talk about that. Oh. What, what t- then this is the real oh. deal. This Listen. Put your big boy and big girl pants on. Yeah, let me, uh, let me pull up your pants. Really quick. So, put your seatbelt on and listen to the information. I don't care what you think and what you like about certain people. This is what happened. And, uh, you know, people in a prison, you know, wrong, right or wrong, they're still human beings. And they still be treated like human beings. They're doing their time. And they do not deserve to be treated like animals or to be experimented on or treated wrongly. But I'm going to let her go ahead and go in on that. They deserve to, they're human beings. Made an image of God. Granted, they may have done something wrong, but it's still human beings. And they don't need to be treated like animals. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I don't want to. <laughs> no, you're fine. It gave me a second to, like, get myself together. Okay. So back October and November, so my um, significant other is in Kinross Correctional Facility, which is, like, up in the UP. So, like, if you're looking, it's, like, here. Um, they had one confirmed case. Okay. Now, mind you, the, it had been going on, oh, it's over a year, right? What happened was the state, Heidi Washington, who is the director, um, and the governor, who are, they're very good friends, they're like, they're like this. Um, they decided that they were going to take nine inmates from a COVID-infested, infested facility, and they were going to send them to Ken Ross Correctional. So they sent nine inmates from Marquette, and they rode them up to Kinross. A week before they rode these guys in, they covered all of the ventilation with wood. And the explanation from um, the warden, which is brown, was because it was getting cold and they didn't want the coldness to come into the prison. So now there's no air circulation. These inmates show up and they're not held for 14 days because they were from a step-down unit. They weren't tested when they came into the prison. They were held for five days in the school room, so it's a classroom-looking room, mm-hmm. and then they were let out into gen pop, so general population. Within a week and a half, two weeks' time, 1,200 confirmed cases of COVID. Good guy from Zion. So the Associated Press actually did um, a press link on Rob and I about like what really happened out there. So realistically, what they did was 
They sent those guys up there, and they infected that prison on purpose for more federal funding. You, oh, wow. So the Associated Press did something. Yeah, the Associated Press actually did a spotlight on Rabbit Eye. And there were a couple of other wives and stuff that were involved in it, but they were doing it around the United States to see what, what was really going on because Michigan was number one in prison cases. And when the variant came, mm-hmm. 90% of the variant were in the prisons. So it wasn't out in the population. It was only in the prison system. Wow. And they got caught. So, I mean, I don't, I'm going to scream it at the rooftops because prison is supposed to be the price that they're paying. Yeah. But that's not the price that they're paying. Rob almost died. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't stand. He couldn't get out of his bunk. They weren't feeding, they were feeding them deli sandwiches twice a day because they couldn't get anybody to cook in the chow halls. So as you're sick and you're running 103 degree temperature and you're not getting any vitamins and you're not getting like the water in your body that you need, we're going to feed you a ham sandwich for a grown man. So imagine yourself being sick as you could possibly be and getting two ham sandwiches a day. That's it. Yeah. All for federal funding because they needed more money. Wow. Uh, and and there's an, there an article about this somewhere? Yep. I, I just want to make sure because people will be like, I don't believe her. Oh, yeah. oh, blah, blah, blah. I will absolutely, if you want, I'll send you the link. That way you can have it. And you can upload it like in the comments of the podcast, whatever. Yeah, you can absolutely. If there's a picture of me on top, you click over and there's a picture of me and I'm holding pictures of um, Rob and his mom and Rob and myself. And yeah, and wow. they actually quote Rob at the, at the bottom of the article. It's a little vulgar, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, he's like, what <laughs> but yeah, they did it on purpose. And as of right now, because of them doing that, if my numbers are correct, um, 225 people died. So not only did you infect people on purpose, you murdered people. You knew what was going to happen. So you, you're you out here running around doing whatever you want to do, premeditatedly murdering people, and nobody's charging you with anything. But then you've got twelve to 1,800 male and females in prison right now on wrongful convictions. What happens when you have money? Uh, you know, that sounds like Slicky Ricky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to leave that one alone. <laughs> Everybody know who I call Slick Rick. Slicky Ricky. They, they trying to, they're they trying to get Slicky Ricky, though. They need to get Slicky Ricky. We can't oh, yeah. even have no water and flint. But I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Slicky it's Ricky. Crazy what they do for money. But if you and I did that. We'd be in prison for life. If I thought about doing that, they'd be like, oh, sorry, you're, this is the minority report. You, this is pre, the pre-crime unit. We saw you thinking we're going to get you. <laughs> no joke, too. I know. Wow. Um. Well, that, ha- wow. So you, you've been, that's a lot, guys. Um. This is Jennifer Gross, one of the top realtors here, realtors here at Elegant Homes, powered by EXP. Um. Um, a lot of her business is, as far as I know, all of our business all is of referral. Our business. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's referral. Every time I go in office, oh, I got a new referral. Oh, I'm like, what? Wait a minute. I got to get there. Uh, for referral, referral, referral. And um, just off of her branding and personality, obviously she, she, she can speak and, and she can get along with everyone. And she knows real estate, um, you know, that kind of thing. Um, that's it. Anything else you want to say before we yeah. end the show? Oh, no, I think we're good. I mean, you just you have to get yourself out there. People have to know that you're real. They want to know that you're a real person, not a robot. 
You know, they want to know that you care about the things that they care about. You care about the community. You care about what kids. You care about sports, whatever it is that you care about. They need to know that you actually give a crap. And they watch you for a little while. So it's taken me a long time to get to where I'm at. Well. Well, that has been another show, another edition of The Golden Experience. Again, the Golden Experience has been sponsored by Blind Lion. Check out Blind Lion Apparel on Instagram. Jennifer Gross. Thank you for watching and God bless you.